John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica, Ed. John, it's the High Gain Podcast. Yes, it is. Where are we recording from? Beautiful West Seattle, Washington. Okay. Don't you know? Yeah, in a basement. In a basement. What do we talk about? We talk about guitars mostly. Okay, that's cool. We are going to break into the amp game pretty soon here. I feel like it's coming. I think it is coming. We've still got some technical business to sort through. Some learning curve. Right, but amps are coming and that's going to be a glorious day. Oh man, that's going to be crazy. Talk about two guys that don't know what they're talking about. I do not know (laughs) shit about amps. It's sort of like my thing with guitars. Well, is it black? I kind of like it then. Yeah. You know? If you think this is a disaster on wheels, wait Mm -hmm. till we start plugging the amps in. It's going to be great. Why is it making that sound? Right. 6L6. That's a tube, right? That's a tube. In a tube amplifier. I'm just spitballing. Right. We could maybe learn some stuff. That would be nice. That wouldn't be terrible to actually know a little more about amplifiers. You got a guitar. I do. Okay. Tell me what you think this guitar is, Ed, that we're going to be talking about today. If I look at it, I can see the lines and the finish. Yeah, So I would say either this is a custom shop Gibson ES-335 or it's a vintage 1973 (laughs) ES-335. Let me go 1973. What made you think 73? Early 70s is what I was thinking just based on the finish wear, like the cracking in the finish. So I had to put a number on it. So I went 73. This particular one is 1970. Okay. And it is an ES-340. Beverages. 
beverages? Beverages, Ed. What do you got, John? What do I got? Yeah, let's start with you today. Okay, well, thanks. John Forward. We're going John Forward. John today. Forward. Yeah. I have coffee like I do. Yeah. But I also have some delicious Califia, Califia Farms Meyer lemonade. Okay. You know what's in this? Big corn. No, this is actually Meyer lemons and water. Oh, two ingredients. That's pretty good. Yeah. How tart is this? Yeah. It's more tart than you would think. Well. But I must also wonder if Meyer lemons are maybe sweeter. It's very nice. You know what I know about it? What? Nothing. Oh. Yeah. What um, about you? I have a coffee from our good friends at Uptown Espresso. We've been shouting them out a lot lately. We should invoice them. Yeah. Is what we should do. Our good friends at Uptown Espresso, which is a mere block away yes. from the High Gain Central. Yes. Ish. Yeah. And I have also a juice. I didn't make this one. So you're not going to recite one by one the ingredients? No, I'm going to recite one by one the ingredients that are in this thing. <laughs> and they are mango, turmeric. Wait, wait. What brand is that? Pressed. Pressed. Where are they from? Man, this is in a bottle, and I don't have glasses on right now. Uh-huh. California? Sure. I'm guessing, because it seems like a California kind of a company. Mango turmeric lemon. Cold breast. Cold pressed. <laughs> juice beverages. We're rocking the juice. What's monk fruit? Don't know. I wonder if that's the same as jackfruit. I'm not a big jackfruit fan. It's used in a lot of vegan stuff to simulate meat. They'll make like a French dip kind of sandwich with jackfruit. And it's like, no, this is just fucking gross. That's horrible. I've been just thinking a little more lately. Hey. Don't want to learn how to play a synthesizer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get some pedals that do it for you. I'm a fan of the Maris pedals. You know that. The Enzo. I like to put yeah. that on and make it just sound like I'm playing a keyboard. What do you know about the ES340, Ed? The Gibson ES340. It looks a lot like a Gibson ES335. It sure does. It has two humbuckers, four knobs, and a switch. I don't know the feature set of the ES, I'll call it like the 300 line. Right. There's a bunch of variants. Oh, this one has that chicken head knob selector. <laughs> yeah. Don't some of them have stereo outs? They do. There's all kinds of them. And I just think they're all 335s in my brain. You know, is this a 340 because it's got big block inlays? Does a 335 tend to have dots? I don't know. Those are all good questions. I don't remember any of the questions I just asked. The year was 1969. <laughs> <laughs> Around that time, people like Vox mm -hmm. and any number of brands of guitars were putting effects into the guitars. You could have a Vox guitar that had a fuzz in it. Hard pass. This has come up before. Active pickups need a fucking battery. Yep. Effects that can just go bad. No. Nope. Stop it. You'll be happy to know this has no effects in it. Okay. Does it take a battery? No. It okay. does not take a battery. No batteries. Okay, good. Let's see if I can get you there. Okay. By reading you a couple of the marketing quotes. 
This one's a 1970. Yeah. Okay. The first quote. Gibson introduces a new dimension in electronic sound versatility. Oh, that sounds terrible. Give you any hints? No. Humans in 1969, little baby Eddie <laughs> heard the words electronic. Versatility. Versatility. And this, you said has no battery. No. I don't see any additional knobs or switches. Are there push pulls on it? No. Second quote. Uh-huh. Snarly type sound in demand by today's players. Snarly. Yes. S-N-A-R-L-Y. Direct from the marketing, 1969. The three-way switch head yeah. is not a pickup selector. Oh. If the switch is up, you get nothing. It's off. If the switch is down, you get both pickups. At this point, they are controllable by a blend knob. You can go from neck to bridge. In the middle, they are out of phase. I'll play you the difference there. Here's out of phase. Here's in phase. Out of phase. Infit. The important distinction is that the blend knob has to be in the middle because in order to get the out of phase sound the way you like it, both pickups have to be at equal volume. If I turn the blend switch away from the middle, it just kind of goes back to normal. So now I'm just in the neck in phase. So if you want to be out of phase, you have to keep that blend knob at five. You know what I like about this? Nothing? Yes, nothing. This is the dumbest fucking thing. That out of phase sound isn't so bad. This is the dumbest. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like I said, I don't know much about all those variants. Is this thing a thing? Was it made for a while? Not too long. Came out in 1969. Yeah. Discontinued in 74. Five years. That is dumb as shit. Oh, we'll compete with a Mustang. Yeah. Okay. I want an out-of-phase sound. There is no reason to enable that feature set the way they did it. They could just put another toggle switch right. and then call it like, a day. What are you doing? Pick up selector switches, select pickups. Yeah. Why would you break that paradigm? I kind of like the idea of the blend knob. Well, you know who does that? Who? Our man Baranek on the B1. Right, but it's up top. This thing looks exactly like a 335, I think. So you look at it and any normal person would think that that is a pickup selector switch. Yeah. So, not only is it dumb. <laughs> okay, we're agreed on that? Yeah. Okay. It's just confusing. It's pretty confusing. Luckily, you could take the entire harness out, just put a regular harness in there, two volumes, two tones, and a pickup selector, call it a day. I wonder how many people did that. 
I got this 340. That's dumb. I'll just put it back to how a 335 is supposed to be. I'm not a guitar tech, but replacing the wiring harness in a 335 style guitar, that sounds terrible. I guess it should be obvious, but I'll say it anyway. At this point, 1969, messing around with the phasing between pickups was kind of a new thing for Gibson. (laughs) Yeah. But if we just go back to normal. As I mentioned, they discontinued this thing in 1974. Mm In 1976, they did add a phasing switch to the 335. They decided to leave well enough alone and just add a switch. Yeah, like one more little toggle switch seems like it could solve that problem and not be a terrible experience. It's pretty bad. You can get a 335 for five grand, right? This guitar today is not worth less. They're about the same price on Reverb. So then, yeah, in 1969 mm-hmm. dollars, what were you going to pay for an ES340 with the dubious phase switch? Yeah. Okay, that is a valid question, and I'm going to do my best to answer that question, and okay. I'm going to be way off base. But I think you need to hit Ed with the two-banger. What's a 335 in 1970, and what's a 340 in 1970? I have that information for you. Okay, so I'm going to try and answer both. Okay. I feel like I'm going to be so far off base. I'm going to say the 335 was $350, and I'm going to say the 340 was $380. So the 340 was more than the 335. Yeah, 10% more or something. Well, you are right. The 340 was more expensive. Okay. Than the 335. Okay. The 340 was $545. The regular old 335 was 475. 475 to 540? 545. That's a pretty substantial markup. I get it. Oh, this is our premium thing. Yeah. It's just too bad they made the dumbest guitar ever. In today dollars, yeah. the 340 would be $4100. <laughs> oh, the 335 would be 3500. They were expensive. The only colors you could get this 340 in were natural and with the walnut stain. And so I know barely enough to be dangerous, but I can tell you that anytime the finish is natural, you have to be more careful with it. Sure. The 335, you could get cherry or sunburst or sparkling burgundy. Ooh. Yeah. The 335 platform, John, was introduced in 1958. That is correct. Oh, Ed's got this look like... Of course I got that right. <laughs> Big smile on my face. Yeah, like really so good. proud of myself. <laughs> so in 58, they made the 335. I don't think there were a ton of variants. Over the years from 58, they spent a lot of time kind of refining. The 335 as a guitar? How about this? Don't fuck with it. There's a whole lot of stuff about the 335 that ain't broken. And this 340 has a whole lot of stuff that's broke ass. If it was me, I would just change the wiring harness and be done. If it was me, I would spend the exact same amount of U.S. dollars today and buy a goddamn 335. I think the people of the day Mm -hmm. maybe thought the exact same thing, Ed. 
Okay. In the time span of this thing's existence, five years, 69 to 74. Yeah. How many ES-335s were made? Oh, God. I would guess they made about 500 a year, 2,500 all up. 17,000. <laughs> oh, okay. 17,346 uh. 335s. How many of these dorky 340s were made in that same five-year span? 2,500 total? 1,500. That sounds correct. In five years, they made 1,500 of these, yeah. but they made 17,000 335s. Yeah, it turns out it's a bad idea. This one is 1970. In that year, yeah. they only made 100 of these albatrosses. <laughs> Sounds good. Sure. But I would go into the store. That thing would be on the wall. I'd pull it off the wall and play it and think it's a pickup selector. And then the salesperson's probably going to have to explain it to you. And you're going to yeah. be like, what's phase? What does that mean? And why does it sound so shitty? John and Ed, we like shitty sounding stuff. But a 335 jazz player... Why does he want to sound like shit? Because it's, quote, in demand by today's players. That's why. <laughs> they want to sound what? Snarky? Snarly. Snarly. They want that snarly type sound. No, they don't. Maybe not. Well, at least with the Jazzmaster and the Jaguar, I think most people can understand. Down below gives you a sound. Right. Above, you can set a different sound, and then you can switch between them. Right. But this kind of blending all into one set of controls that you already think is for something else. Right. It's confusing. That's the hot take. This is early Norlin, is it not? It is Gibson. So you can't even blame this on the Norlin dudes. Unfortunately, you cannot. That's nice. It sounds great. Throw some tremolo on it. Ooh. That's really nice, isn't it? Yeah, it sounds great. Tom York played one. Really? Yep. But Tom York has a lot of guitars. Yeah, yeah. Tom York owns a 340. Yes. Right. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it That's right, Ed. The 340 with the dubious phasing. Mm -hmm. Are you going to buy this or deny it? I hate this guitar. Say what you mean. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think we've had a few that will cover them, and I'm like, oh, I just don't think I want this. I just hate this thing. Weird. <laughs> I am not into it either. Yeah. You don't realize maybe how used to this configuration you are with so many of our different guitars. Two volume, two tone, and a selector switch. My hand knows what that is. Right. I guess I didn't realize how accustomed I was to that until this. It just feels like you just have to totally retrain yeah. how you think about the controls. Good luck. If you're actually a 335 player and you use those tones to play and change pickups mid-song and right. have that, and then you have a set and you flop over to the 340, 
don't touch anything because it ain't going to do what you think it does. Yeah, exactly. You go into a pawn shop in the 80s, right? And you want to buy this guitar. I would bet quite a few of these were probably sold cheaper because you go to play it and you're like, oh, these controls are all fucked up. Can I get it for like $500 less? Because like, who would even know what the hell that thing does? Well, somebody would have to look it up in a book as opposed to the internet back then. And the label does say ES340TDN. Who would know what that was? There's only a hundred of the goddamn things that were even yeah. made. The label on the inside, it's yeah. a Kalamazoo, Michigan label. Mm. It has the model number and the serial number, but there's an extra qualifier at the top that says style. And somebody at the factory in 1970 wrote in guitar. <laughs> Handwritten. Yeah, and so in case you were wondering, <laughs> uh, this is a guitar. Right. Yeah. What else were they making that it wouldn't be that style? And so, Ed, that is a little Weird. detour off the 335 road. There's a bunch of York heads out there that are like, I want to own that Tom guitar. Sure. It's great. Where'd we get this from? We got this from thunderroadguitars.com. Oh, really? Our good friends. Yeah. Uncle Frank. Yeah, Uncle Frank and the boys. for you. Yeah. And Ed commenced shitting on this thing. Whoops. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Uncle Frank. Uh, I hate it. Yeah. It's a no-go for Ed. <laughs> no fly zone. But we will put pictures up, and you viewers can decide for yourself. They're going to love it. At The High Gain on Instagram or sure, Facebook. Sure, Go to our webpage, thehighgain.com. Yeah, they could send us an email to thehighgainpod at gmail.com. Yes, and tell us all about it directly. For sure. Yeah. Are you kidding? And as always, we are still under the auspices of the Ruinous Media Network of music-related podcasts. Yeah. The Ruinous Overlords over there. <laughs> the Ruinous Overlords. You know about them? Oh, I know about them. Let's come back next week, maybe do something a little different. <laughs> really? Like a different guitar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.